Now that you know who I am, you're going to want to know where I am and what I'm doing, right? Character, action and location. That's what makes a story. I read it in a book called What Makes a Story, written by a man who hasn't got any stories at the moment, but knows exactly how he'll tell them when he eventually does. So, it's currently December. I'm in bed, tucked under about 14 covers, and I'm not doing anything at all apart from getting warmer by the second. In fact, I don't want to alarm you or anything, but I think I might be really sick. My hands are clammy, my stomach's churning, and I'm significantly paler than I was ten minutes ago. Plus, there's what can only be described as a sort of rash on my face. Little red spots scattered at totally random and not at all symmetrical points on my cheeks and forehead, with a big one on my chin and one just next to my left ear. I take another look in the little handheld mirror on my bedside table and then sigh as loudly as I can. There's no doubt about it. I'm clearly very ill. It would be wrong to risk spreading this dangerous infection to other, possibly less hardy, immune systems. I shall just have to battle through this illness alone. All day. Without going anywhere at all. Sniffling, I shuffle under my duvets a little further and look at my clock on the opposite wall. It's very clever. All the numbers are painted at the bottom as if they've just fallen down, although this does mean that when I'm in a hurry, I have to sort of guess what the time is. Then I close my eyes and mentally count. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. At which point, absolutely on cue as always, the door opens and the room explodes. Hair and handbag and coat and arms everywhere, like a sort of girl bomb. And there, as if by very punctual magic, is Nat. Nat, for the record, is my best friend, and we are so utterly in tune that it's like we have one brain, divided into two pieces at birth. Or, more likely, two brains, entwined shortly afterwards. Although we didn't meet until we were five years old, so obviously I'm speaking metaphorically, or we'd both be dead. What I'm trying to say is, we're close. We're harmonised. We're one and the same. We're like a perfect stream of consciousness with never a crossword between us. We work with perfect, unquestioning synergy. Like two dolphins that jump at exactly the same time and pass the ball to each other at SeaWorld. Anyway, Nat takes one step into the room, looks at me, and then stops and puts her hands on her hips. Good morning, I croak from under the covers, and then I start coughing violently. Human coughs release air at roughly 60 miles per hour, and, without being vain, I'd like to think that mine reaches 65 miles per hour, or 70 miles per hour, minimum. Don't even think about it, Nat snaps. I stop coughing and look at her with my roundest, most confused eyes. Hmm? I say, innocently, and then I start coughing again. I mean it. Don't even think about thinking about it. I have no idea what she's talking about. The fever must be making my brain swell. Nat, I say feebly, closing my eyes and pressing my hand against my head. I'm a shell of the person I used to be. A husk. 
I have bad news. I open one eye and take a peek round the room. Nat still has her hands on her hips. Let me guess, she says in a dry voice. You're sick. I give a weak but courageous smile, the sort Jane gives Lizzie in Pride and Prejudice when she's bedridden with a really bad cold, but is being very brave about it. You know me so well, I say affectionately. It's like we have one mind, Nat. And you're out of it if you think I'm not about to drag you out of bed by your feet. Nat takes a few steps towards me. Also, I want my lipstick back, she adds. I clear my throat. Lipstick? The one you've dotted all over your face. I open my mouth and then shut it again. It's not lipstick.